Folks, what's going on? Armin Hammer here, and today we're going to be taking a look at Dave Castro's appearance on Tommy Marquez and Sean Woodland's podcast, Talking Elite Fitness. He was there, uh, I want to say last week, but, you know, time has been dilated and stretched so thin at this point. I am either living in 3030 or in 2008. I have no idea which. So this was a really interesting podcast because it came after the Eric Rosa purchasing CrossFit announcement had been made and before we learned about um, the CrossFit scholarship program and before we learned that Nicole Carroll was going to be returning and I believe it was right after we learned that the games had been delayed to September. So there was a lot happening in the context of this conversation. And I think Dave spoke to a few things that are worth talking about very quickly, just kind of a cursory glance to see, uh, you know, do they pass the, the smell test, if you will. First off, can we just say that CEO Dave Castro, or I guess interim CEO Dave Castro, seemed to have just completely tore down the the, the facade or the character that was CrossFit Games director Dave Castro, the new and improved version of Dave Castro as CEO, uh, was a welcome change to at least, you know, uh, maybe live up to that much, much greater responsibility in a more meaningful and impactful way. But there were a few things that Dave said that I think we need to uh, just just really take a look at and break down whether it's coming from a place of like maybe defensiveness or you know pride or something it just seems to miss some of the marks and and an example of this he brings out this entire slippery slope fallacy this is this idea that well now that crossfit in a way or greg specifically has capitulated to the crowd he like stepped away as ceo he's he's selling the company now that that's happened, I mean, what's next? What's the next thing that I'm going to be forced to do or CrossFit is going to be forced to do? Uh, he uses this phrase of, you know, I, I do what's right, not necessarily what's popular. And he makes a, an, an argument that down the line, you know, he might program a workout at the CrossFit Games that cuts popular athletes and therefore people are going to boycott the games or call for his resignation because of a decision like that. And I understand the argument he's trying to make because in a way you don't want to ever be completely at the mercy of a mob. You don't want to have exclusively some version of like popular democracy making all the decisions for a company in any way, much less a company like CrossFit. However, I think he's sort of missing the context of the types of things that people were really, really justifiably upset about when it came to Greg Glassman and his words and his behavior versus something like bad programming at the CrossFit Games, which I hate to break it to you, there has definitely been bad programming at the CrossFit Games 
even within the past few years, there's been bad programming of the CrossFit games. And while people are upset about it and pissed about it, it's just kind of like, all right, well, it is what it is. Like this bothers me a little bit. And, you know, I wish X, Y, or Z, I wish the sled couplet thing from, uh, you know, last year was different place, or I wish it didn't cut after the sprint event. Or, you know, do you remember that one year that we did a softball toss and we never did it again? Cause we all realized how bad of an idea it was. There's going to be mistakes made. So the idea of making an equivalency of like, well, people freaked out over this. I mean, what's the next thing they're going to freak out over? It just doesn't ring true. And I think maybe if, if, you know, he sort of stepped back and looked at the context a little bit more clearly, he would understand that, Hey guys, there's, there's a big difference between misprogramming something or making a poor logistical decision for how the games should be structured or run and what Greg Glassman has done and is accused of doing his other point in bringing that up. This like slippery slope was that it started with people saying, well, Greg needs to step down. And then Greg stepped down and appointed Dave as CEO. And then the next, the next demand quote unquote was, well, Greg has to sell. Obviously he has to sell. He can't just continue being the owner of CrossFit while someone else is CEO. And his Dave's, reaction to this was essentially, well, hold on. When is it going to be enough? At what point do you get what it is you're asking for? And at what point do you just say, all right, well, then we've gotten how far we need to go and and we're going to see what happens at this point. And again, I think he's missing some really important context. And he kind of brings it up later on in the podcast. He actually brings it up when he's talking about the past couple years specifically referring to removing the media team, removing the sort of faces of CrossFit and the forward-facing characters and personalities and the content that was driving that type of media. He talks about how that actually opens them up and makes the company much more vulnerable, but he doesn't quite go as far as saying what I'm about to say, which is it it was Greg that that equated CrossFit Inc. to Greg Glassman. I, I think I've said this before, but it was Greg Glassman that told us, hey, I'm shutting down regionals. I'm getting rid of the media team. I'm changing our focus to CrossFit Health. And if you don't like it, then you don't need to be associated with CrossFit because I am one and the same with CrossFit. Greg's the one that told us that. And for the past through two years or so, everyone has been behaving with that being the sort of base assumption that Greg Glassman is CrossFit. CrossFit is Greg Glassman. He's told me on this channel during interviews, I don't mind losing affiliates over them disagreeing with CrossFit health because it's what I want to do. So when you have that equivalency shoved into your face, and you don't agree with what the guy says, what Greg Glassman says or does, of course, that equivalency is going to be really difficult to parse out. You can't just suddenly change it and be like, you know what? Greg Glassman has said that he is CrossFit and CrossFit is Greg Glassman. But in this case, I'm going to have to err on the side of CrossFit's much bigger than one man. The organization that is CrossFit, by the way, is much bigger than one man. There were a couple things that Dave mentioned here and Tommy and Sean sort of spoke to as well, kind of coming at it sideways about the office culture that made a lot of sense to me. And 
they critiqued the New York Times article that uh, that talked about you know a, a sexist um, culture at CrossFit, and I have the same critiques to level at that article. I think people don't realize how strange of a corporate structure and how unique of an organization CrossFit HQ actually is from how spread out across the the you know United States and across the world their staff actually is to the very very different you know personalities and uh, characteristics of each team as well as each different physical space whether you're in the offices that were you know in Arizona or San Diego area or in uh, NorCal it gives you way 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 dif- disparate experiences depending on where you're going to be who you're surrounded by as well as by the way various eras of CrossFit Dave uses this idea actually as probably i mean it's not it's not a direct criticism of greg but it's the closest thing to a direct criticism of greg glassman and his leadership style that dave castro comes to in this interview he says i would have liked to see us actually do more raw raw bring the troops together everybody all together and have a more cohesive company culture that is actually defined and it organically grows out of the expectations that are set by leadership. And he talks about how he and Nicole Carroll working together on the training side of the business created that and how he created that within the game side of the business. But he would like to have seen it happen across the rest of the company. And I think that speaks to something that I've mentioned again in the past is this idea that yeah greg glassman leaving crossfit hq is is a change and it's a really really big one but anybody can see that the issues at crossfit hq the things that need to get revamped retooled completely rethought from the ground up those are a dime a dozen at CrossFit HQ, there's a lot of little things at HQ that need to be resolved and changed and fixed in order for this thing to have legs into the future. And Dave's own behavior as CEO of changing certain things, communicating more with the affiliates, launching a weekly affiliate letter, which is something that I've suggested to CrossFit HQ multiple times that they should be doing at the very least. I think I even have that in various interviews I did either with Jonathan Haynes or with Greg Glassman himself. Like, Hey man, your communication sucks. And this would be a really good way of fixing that like right off the bat. But all of those things that Dave did, it speaks to the fact that singularly removing Greg Glassman as the CEO or sort of like the leading edge of what, where the company is going, isn't enough to actually fix the flaws at CrossFit HQ to actually improve. Let, I mean, even if you, if you don't want to admit that there are flaws at CrossFit HQ, that's not enough to improve the thing. I guess lastly, yeah, they talked a little bit about the CrossFit games and what that's going to look like and the COVID testing that they're going to have in place and how they're going to try and keep the hotels like a clean space and everyone's going to get tested and, and all the different types of things that are planning on doing. But the games in this like at this point, the games are so ethereal. It was supposed to start three weeks from now and it's currently scheduled 
two months from now, three months from now, who knows? Who knows when it's going to happen? The 2021 season, yeah, it looks like that the Open is going to be moved. And remember when I said that moving the CrossFit Games date does not happen in a vacuum? That's exactly what I'm talking about. You don't just move the CrossFit Games date without having already made a plan to move the start of the Open. So all that stuff, that's for a different discussion. That's for a different time. The, The last thing that I wanted to talk about is actually something that I I really sort of agree with Dave. And it's this idea that he was put in as CEO and that was amidst all of this call for um, diversification at CrossFit HQ and, you know, making sure that uh, people of color were represented there. And he brought up this point. He was like, I was put in as CEO and nobody brought up the fact that it was a Mexican American CEO that's at the top of this company. And I, I, I feel for him when he says that I actually understand and empathize with where he's coming from there, because that is unfortunately kind of like this byproduct of, you know, the rage that everyone was feeling at that moment, it almost blinded them to what was happening in terms of positive changes and moves in the right direction. Now, do I think that Dave would have been the right slash perfect CEO? No, I mean, I already made that pretty clear. Do I think that there should have been some acknowledgement that that had happened? Yeah, I think that probably should have been acknowledged. I think that that wouldn't have solved any of the issues. It would have made it would not have made a lot of people feel better. But at the very least, what he's actually asking for there isn't like, hey, notice me. I am a Mexican American. I think what he's actually asking about there is a fair shake. This idea that listen, you can talk about the negatives, but you should mention the positives at the same time. And that's a real big challenge. That's a real big challenge. That's something that we've had a hard time talking about is this idea that the positivity that something like CrossFit has brought to all of our lives and our personal experience and our communities and also the vast amount of negativity that seems to like exist within the organization or within the highest levels of the organization or within Greg Glassman or whatever, like those are very difficult things to fit together in terms of puzzle pieces and it creates a a push pull inside that's that's challenging to wrap your brains around and i think we've had a hard time with it but i think we've also been very mature about how we approach it and i i specifically wanted to point that out that that dave brought that 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 point up about not being you know recognized as a Mexican American CEO in a time where diversity is what was being called for. I think it's important to point that out because his point is try to distance yourself from the emotional side of how it's feeling when things are going crazy because things are going crazy and it feels real weird and really try and understand what moves are occurring and acknowledge the positive as well as the negative. Because if you just live within the negative, it's a horrible place to be. It's, it, it's, it is going to feel like a slippery slope. It is never going to feel like it's enough that no change is going to feel like it's getting us anywhere. 
But if you can at least balance that out with a recognition of how things are positively being changed, or at the very least that positive things are happening, even if you don't get super specific with it, that's going to help a lot. And not just in this CrossFit HQ saga, but in like all of our daily lives. Remember folks, there's a whole lot going on in our space and it's easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. That is what I am here for. I'm literally standing here specifically for that reason. If you enjoyed this video, do me a favor, like it, share it with your friends, subscribe to the channel. I'm like this close to having 30,000 subscribers, which is kind of crazy. And I'm really looking forward to reading all your comments about the various topics that I'm totally missing or really wrong on, or uh, I don't know, just absolutely don't understand. Love reading those comments, folks. And if you're still watching right now, I've got some really exciting stuff that I've been working on. I'm very, very pumped about. Can't quite share it yet, but I'm really excited to be able to do some things that are outside of just creating content and more about bringing the community together in a, a fun and maybe unexpected way. I'm just going to leave it at that. And uh, and then I'm, I'm probably going to disappoint you when I tell you exactly what it is. But let your imaginations run wild. Thanks, folks. I'll see you guys next time. Standing up makes me feel almost like I'm about to do a karaoke song for everybody. First I was afraid, I was petrified. Think I'm home with a real dungeon by my son. But then I spent so many nights just thinking how I did you wrong. I'm not just wrong. I'm not a whole lot in a while. I'm from here back. From out of space. I'm from out of heaven. From out of space. From out of space. From out of space. From out of space. From out of space.